All right, a big hello to everybody listening at home. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. Uh, this is Connor Hass. I'm here with Pastor Mike. And guess what? Exciting times. We are in Pastor Mike's backyard. That's right. Uh, this is the Social Distancing Podcast. <laughs> it is the Social Distancing Podcast. And by the way, the sun is shining. It is. The birds are chirping. Sunny. So you heard the birds. You that that hear... was live. Oh, <laughs> that was live. Not edited in, That's everybody. Right. Uh, so you're hearing it as it is. We're trying to be thoughtful and mindful of with all that's going on in the world right now. And that, in fact, is exactly what we want to talk about. We want to talk about uh, kind of what is happening in the world right now uh, with COVID-19 and all the craziness from that. But especially ask the question, where can we turn to for truth and a reliable source of authority in the middle of such craziness all around us? Yes, this is the perfect topic for us today. Where do you find truth and comfort today? I mean, there are so many ideas swirling. There is so many competing ideas out there, right? And everybody's trotting out the experts on every point of everything. And so what does a Christian do? What does a person who's trusting Christ and his finished work at the cross for their sins, what does that person do to stay really tethered to truth and anchored to truth during this time? And where will they find their comfort? Because it's really easy, even for Christians, to go and just kind of be tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine right now. Yep. Yep. And turning to every point and looking at different uh, pieces of media or whatever to grab truth. But really yeah. in the word, we we see it is written and there's this authoritative statement there. Do you want to unpack? Let's do that. Yeah. First, the word? absolutely. First Corinthians uh, one verse 19, it just says for it is written. You see it over mm. and over again in the New Testament. And he's quoting the, New, the Old Testament, right? Well, the idea there is it's not just, oh, here's a quote. That phrase, it is written, means it stands written hmm. like Isaiah 40 verse eight, the grass withers, the flower falls off of the word of our God stands forever. And the idea is that it stresses the authoritative nature, the authoritative character of the document. And it's saying the word of God stands. This is where you find truth because this is truth. This is Jesus saying in John 17, 17, thy word is truth. Okay. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And so we want to cling to Christ and scripture right now. And I think I'm just going to repeat that over and over again right now. Mm -hmm. Every Christian needs to cling to Christ and scripture in times like this. Where do you find truth? That same place you find it all the time forever. And, you know, let's go to Hebrews 4.12. What does it say? The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, mm -hmm. piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God knows your heart. God knows the upheaval in your heart as you witness what's going on in the world and as you contemplate it and as you wonder and as, even as you worry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you could just help help me, help us, all who are listening, think about, okay, I know that the, the truth is in the word. That's where I'm getting my source of authority. I'm turning there. I want to trust Christ. I want to trust scripture. Can you, can you bring that together with and marry with the reality that, yeah, that's where I'm looking for truth with these present times, the realities that we're living in now with lines out the, out the grocery store sure. and retching, uh, you know, stretch, uh, stretching around the pavement and mm -hmm. what I'm seeing on the news, panic in America, panic globally. How, do the, how does the truth of the word bring comfort to me in the midst of all that we're going through right now? Yeah, right now, especially, right now, especially. So let me do this. I think, I think the best way to answer how you deal with right now is to take you to 700 BC. Okay. I'm going to take you back to 700 BC. Okay. And that's going to help you all listeners 
today, okay? Hmm. I want to take you to Isaiah. Here's Isaiah living during the time of the decline of Israel, right? Um, They're in the shadow of this powerful Assyrian empire, and he's speaking the word of God to people who literally were called deaf and blind spiritually. They had refused to listen to the warnings over and over again. God had sent uh, warnings of looming disaster. He warned that their sin was going to bring them down and bring them judgment. He declares that God is sovereign. God's going to use uh, Cyrus the Persian uh, to return his people from exile. He speaks of the servant, the man of sorrows, which we know is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who would be wounded for our transgressions, uh, the one who would... Um, who would uh, die in our place for our sins. Mm -hmm. And you see this beautiful description of a new creation in Isaiah. But right about near the end of Isaiah, I want to take you all the way to chapter 55, okay? okay? And here's the people that are in trouble. Here's the people that have gone to the wrong places for their answers. They've gone to the wrong places for truth. And here's what God says, beginning of Isaiah 55, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now, what is God talking about? Is he saying, go to the store and buy these things? No, this is the Old Testament way of saying God provides everything. (laughs) He is your source of sustenance. He is the one. And in fact, it it points to the cross that Jesus paid it all. Uh, You're going to be able to have salvation without cost. And so, but it goes on and says, you're spending your money for what doesn't uh, satisfy you. You need to listen to me. And that is really key. And in Isaiah 55 too, listen to me and do what is good, eat what is good. And the idea is the word of God. You want your soul to thrive in the midst of a a wasteland. You want to, what about right now when again, you're dealing with long lines at the store. You don't even know if you should go to the store. You don't know if you can get anything delivered to your house. You don't know if you've saved up enough the toilet paper and water and canned beans and what have you. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about if you're going to have enough money to, to last this. And what about your job and what's going to happen? Here's what God says. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. There, this is repentance. This is living in Christ. This is always recalibrating your heart back to the Lord as the Lord brings you back in his kindness. Hmm. Then you get to this part. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. People, you can't figure it out. This is what I'm going to preach Sunday when I'm preaching Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 18. We can't figure this out. God's wisdom figures it out. And on the macro, we have the wisdom of the word. On the micro choices, you apply the macro wisdom Mm -hmm. of the word. Mm -hmm. Here's what God says. My ways are higher than yours as the heavens are higher than the earth. My thoughts than your thoughts. And then it says this, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bare and sprout. And you look around right now in my backyard, the grass needs to be mowed. I I mowed it like a week and a half ago (laughs) and it grows so fast. I was sick for a week, so I couldn't mow the lawn, but I'm going to. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, you look at everything blooming right now. Look at that fig tree over there. Yeah. See that little fig? That fig tree is what? 12 feet high. And yeah. it was like two feet high two years ago. But here's what it says. God uh, sends the rain to make the seeds 
uh, bear and sprout, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. So the word of God is going to help you grow, listener. The word of God, the one, you who is worried and weary right now, and you that are wondering what's going to happen, God's word that comes from his mouth will not return empty. It will accomplish what he purposes. It will succeed in the thing for which he sent it. There is clarity in the word of God. There is power in the word of God. And and the next line says, you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Hmm. You want to find true joy and peace and comfort right now? Cling to Christ and scripture. Cling to Christ and scripture. There it is. That seems simple enough. Uh, if I could, if I could just rewind to a verse that you read previously and ask a, just a clarifying question yes, uh, or not even a clarifying question, but just ask you to unpack it. That verse that talks about how God's thoughts are above our thoughts His ways are higher than our ways, not our ways. Mm-hmm. One thing that's been troubling, uh, obviously broadly in the world, but even within, within the church, you have people who are writing articles and posting, uh, blogs and anything that they're saying who are maybe erring in the way they're considering what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And you have some people who are saying, you know, everything's falling apart. What's going on? This yes. isn't God's plan. Yes. And you have people on the other side saying, actually, this isn't even a bad thing. It's not even a result of the fall, right. uh, what's happening in the world. So what would you say, how, how can I, as a believer, look at what's going on in the world right now through a biblical perspective with glasses that oh, are yeah. you know, godly on and see from God's eyes, how do I make sense of, of pandemics and tragedies like what we're going through right now? Oh man, what a great question. Um, I know my sermon, I, I said something in my sermon about it on Sunday. Let me just go off memory here. The idea that's in my head right now is every every bad thing in the world comes from the fall Mm -hmm. and that we're living between two trees. It's funny. We're sitting out here between a couple of trees. We're sitting, standing, (laughs) sitting to a very big pine tree in my backyard. And there's a palm tree over there. So we're between two trees right now, right? Between two trees. Well, right now in the world, we're between two trees, the tree of life in the garden, the tree of life in the new Jerusalem. Mm. And that right now we're living in that in between time before Jesus comes back. And there's a lot of pain and misery in the world. There's a lot of good in the world. Um, God spreads out a lot of common grace on people, but uh, pandemics and viruses are a result of the fall. They are a result of, of man's fall into sin. And God is remaking the world. He will remake the world. He is, um, going to reconcile all things to himself, but not all people are going to be saved. The only people that are going to be saved are the ones who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so hmm. God is is in the midst of doing something amazing. He's in the midst of doing something amazing right now in many of our hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. We're all pushed to stay home more. And I think we're seeing our families in a different light and going, wow, we're too busy usually. Wow, we're too worked up to too much about our own stuff. And we need to focus in on Christ and scripture and our family and what's really important and our neighbors. We were just talking to my neighbor a minute ago there. Yeah, we were. And and the thing Mm -hmm. is, is that we have eternal security in Christ Mm -hmm. and um, God, God has given us so much confidence in Christ. And let me bring something else out from Isaiah 55. And I think this might bring it together pretty well. Yeah. When God says you'll be led out in joy and led forth in peace, and the mountains and hills are going to break forth in singing. It's, it's metaphorical. It's getting personified there. And it says, instead of the thorn will come up the cypress. Instead of the briar will come up the myrtle. And it will be a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that will not cut up. And it is the transformation of the desert. He's talking about the desert being transformed. Well, when you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Yeah. The old things have passed away. New things have come. But you still battle the Roman 7 
sin problem and you deal with Romans 8 victory, Romans 9 assurance, but you go, you know, this is not all there is. And as we're going through life, it's tough. And we're not victims. We are we're travelers through life. And God is with us every step of the way. I think to remember, to cling to Christ in scripture, remember that Jesus is our life and that Christ in us is our hope of glory. Yeah. That keeps me tethered. Hmm. You know, that keeps me anchored. That keeps yeah. me, me uh, solid on a foundation that doesn't move. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of the idea that if we had hope in this life only, we're of all people, we're most to be pitied. Absolutely. That's the worst deal. That's what Paul said, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. With Christ, we have hope. With Christ, we have hope. And and again, um, we always want life better than we have it here. And sometimes we think, why is life happening to me the way it is? I deserve better. No, we don't. We deserve worse. We deserve hell. Yeah. We deserve to be separated from God for eternity. But God in his mercy and his grace has drawn us to himself. All of us who are believers, we've, we've believed the gospel message. We're not resting in our own works. We're resting in his finished work. And remember this, Philippians 2, 12 and 13, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because it's a tough world you're living in. But God is at work in you to will and do his good pleasure. Yeah. Amen. Hard times, but good times to trust Christ and trust scripture and continue to press on and know that he's God overall. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll uh, be with you next time. 